the Arsenal. Hello and welcome to Blast from the Arsenal, your fourth favourite podcast <laughs> about Arsenal, I hope, so far. Climbing the charts. Yeah, we're climbing the charts. Let's keep it going. We've got listeners, want to welcome them from Sweden, Hong Kong, South Africa, India, New Zealand, Australia, and of course the UK. Just shows how worldwide our club is. It's massive. What a big club. Big love for Arsenal, yeah. So this is episode four, and we've got a game to talk about. We have got a game to talk about. But should we... Because... Uh, quite recently something's happened something big Aubameyang has signed yeah I feel like we need a breaking news klaxon (laughs) (laughs) just a little guy on his trumpet (laughs) come on mate keep it together low budget sorry go on Aubameyang has signed a new three year deal staying at Arsenal Football Club his family he called it did you watch the live video that Arsenal put out I did I did and uh, if you if you remember, actually, it's not our first live stream announcement because no. Gabriel Magalash was announced in the same way. Obviously, yeah. it was Facebook Live, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, that was very much David Luiz and... Uh, who was he talking to? David Luiz. Uh, William. He was talking to William. Yes, that's right. He was talking to William and it was like, yeah, how's it going? Oh, let's get someone else in on the conversation. So I thought it was going to go very much in that fashion. It would be like... And because we've made you wait so long, here's a little bonus. And well, it almost it almost went that way, didn't he? He said, "Oh, let's see, who I can call." Exactly. And, yeah, Tina. it was righty. It was the legend. Yeah, I I thought maybe they were going to pull something out of the bat. It would have been top secret, though, wouldn't it? Because yeah. there was nothing at all. I, yeah, I can't see how they would have managed that this day and age. But cheap, cheap Icelandic goalkeeper, <laughs> which we'll come on to. Yeah, we will come on bit, to that. Bit, bit, that would have been a bit underwhelming, I think, for Arsenal fans, wouldn't it? So. Um, happy very yeah ecstatic really ecstatic because um well for two reasons actually one um you know we've kept our talisman we have finally broken the curse of our best players who are then usually our captains leaving the club yeah uh if we want to talk you know uh, Robin Van Persie, Thierry Henry left when he was captain, Patrick Vieira left when he was captain, Cesc Fabregas left when he was captain, etc. Et so to, to, to keep our main striker, our, our best player, and probably one of our bigger influences in the dressing room, massive coup. I think secondly, having world-class players like that and knowing that their futures are secured makes Arsenal a more attractive proposition for Transfer prospects. Yeah, it does. Because they will be looking at the team saying, well, who am I going to be playing with? And as much as our youngsters are fantastic, knowing that you're going to be playing with a world-class striker for at least three years, yeah, uh, yeah it'll be a massive, a massive pull to the club. Uh, and also it's another tick in Arteta's box, isn't it? So, yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? Like he's a growing influence. Yeah. One thing I thought, if Unai Emery was still... Arsenal manager, what do you think would have happened? I think you probably would have left, to be honest. Mm. Even if we'd won the FA Cup and the Charity Shield? I don't know. I mean, if 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 there were still positive vibes, and like you said, if we, ha- if we were winning those things under Emery, 
Yeah. Then maybe, but it's just ifs and buts, isn't it? I yeah, it is, it is. I just thought with Arteta, it looks like he's got a yeah. really close understanding of what he wants uh, and real tight-knit relationship with the looks of it. Emery it was never able to create anything like that sort of unity at the club. And no. Just... Yeah, we won't talk he, about he, it. He didn't really fit. No, this is this is detracting from the good news, yeah. I guess. So it's my bad there. But yeah, no, I'm really, really happy. And um, yeah, we'll make it continue. What about you? Yeah, it's only positive, really, from, from my perspective. He, um, again, like you said, he's a massive personality, a massive talent. Uh, I don't think there should be any doubts about his age. He uh, he looks as quick as ever, as sharp as ever. I, think, I actually think he's finishing is better than it's been, uh, which is weird to say, but yeah. the goals that he's scoring now, he's scoring outside the box, yeah. inside yeah. the box. He's not the tapping merchant people make him out no. to be at all, is he? No. And he's improving under Arteta. He's got a great work ethic. Uh, the players love him. He's always smiling. He is kind of righty mark too in that respect. Yeah. The, the, the personality-wise. Yeah. And, yeah, the goal scoring the goals, and the, yeah. yeah, you're right, the infectious laughter and that good mood. You know, when you're around people that are in a good mood and always happy, it does kind of lift you up, doesn't it? So um, I don't know what he's like as a captain, but but yeah, he's, I mean, with the positivity that he brings, I imagine. What, what, do, you, what do you think? We haven't sort of spoken about what, what we think of him as a, as a captain as a leader uh, oh god I mean he... I really don't want to mention this but I'm going to have to yeah just as a frame of reference so you can I know what you're going to say yeah in the all or nothing yeah uh, Spurs comedy um, Mourinho talks to his assistant manager and says Harry Kane this is when he's assessing his squad he goes Harry Kane he's not much of a talker well we know that because he can't but uh, he's a lead by example kind of guy, isn't he? You know, he does it all on the pitch. Look at me, this is how I'm going to do it. I think he's probably one of those, but I think he's got a bit more of the talking in him. But in a, I can't imagine him shouting, screaming, swearing. Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go kick their ass. I can imagine it's almost that type brotherly speech that he would do. Yeah, you know, we fight for each other. Come on, boys. You know, da 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 da. da. That's how I view it. And, and look. Under Arteta, and that's the that's the um, only way we can look at him, really. Under Arteta, he's been fantastic. There's nothing yeah. to knock. His goals have been great. His work rate has been great. His, his attitude to not being a central striker anymore and actually playing on that left wing. He was he was playing almost like a, a left wing back at one point. He was up yeah. and down. I haven't seen anything that suggests that he's been... I'd be kicking off. Yeah, I know you would. You're a, yeah. you're a prima donna. But <laughs> that's the difference between world class. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And sitting on the sofa with a mic in your hand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, I, I think it's just a great day for Arsenal. The only thing I will say, um, it was a tad underwhelming because it was like the worst kept secret over the past two weeks. Yeah. We still had trepidation because he'd not actually signed. But uh, it was kind of the worst kept secret. And then it was almost uh, cringy as fuck. Yeah, the video. Enhancement yeah, well, <laughs> he it felt was uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, he did. I think because it was live as well. It was. Uh, he looked nervous, didn't he? I thought. Yeah, yeah. And I thought for the guy with all the the front, if you like, being the, the you know the big character in the dressing room, mm. 
Yeah, that, I think that just shows what a big deal it is as well yeah, for him. Yeah, you know, not just the club. Yeah, I think he realizes what it what it means to be here and be captain of Arsenal Football Club. Mm. He's bought into the philosophy of yeah. what the club stands for, the traditions, etc. Isn't he? Mm. I actually they did a sort of pre-recorded video after I saw if you released that yeah. on Instagram and did you see that? Yeah, I actually f- thought that was better. They should have just announced. They should have just done that. Yeah, it was really it was a nice nice video that. Yeah, quite um, emotional. It was because it had Henri Adams writing. Yeah. Uh, Burkamp, uh basically saying what it means to play for Arsenal, and they didn't realise until they played. And I think that's what I mean. I think he's really bought into all of that. Um, you know, we've probably lost our way a little bit as a club the past few years, really, until Arteta's come in. Because you could argue that under Wenger, we'd lost our way even towards the end with him, hadn't we? Do you see him becoming? Because he spoke about becoming a legend. Do you see him see that happening? Uh, I think for him to become a legend, he has to at least win the Premier League with Arsenal. I'm not sure. It's big. It's, it, yeah, it is big. But big. I mean, legend is such a big stat. I mean, put yeah. it this way: if in three years' time he's not won anything else, but he's still scored a lot of goals, would you be happy if they stuck a statue outside the Emirates? I wouldn't class him in the same. No, I guess not. League at the moment, from an, an emotional perspective, yeah. as Adams, Burkamp, Henri. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting that, that everyone was on tenterhooks, weren't they? Because every day for the past God knows how many weeks, 14-14 <laughs> has been passing. Right. And everyone's been going, oh, it's nearly quarter past two, that means we're going to get the... Oh, it, it is quarter past, we've missed it. Now, maybe tomorrow, we go again, as, a, <laughs> as, as footballers like yeah. to say when they lose. And, and today, the same thing happened, didn't it? You know, quarter past two came and went, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, this isn't happening." Uh, maybe they were going to do it, and then Aston Villa popped up with the <laughs> the, Jack, the Jack Grealish announcement, and <laughs> just to for a spanner, in yeah, the works. for a spanner yeah. in the works, Take and the so light. so um, he was he was linked to us as well, wasn't he? He, he was, he was. Um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, because I've got my own thoughts on that one actually. What your uh, what's your view on? Obviously, rival fans that have come out and said oh, he's only done it for the money and he's not being ambitious and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Because he was linked with Inter Milan and Barcelona, apparently. All right. I wonder whether the Ronald Koeman change made him think. Well, mm, two nah. teams that don't look like they can win the league at the moment, though. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But they're not top of their game, are they? So, yeah. Look, I'm not, I can give a shit. Really, what other fans <laughs> want to say? Think, and think uh, about it. Saltiness. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Aubameyang again in the past was linked with United, Man United, and everyone was creaming themselves over the fact. Oh yeah, Aubameyang, Aubameyang, and obviously now he's extended his contract. Nah, it's only Aubameyang. He, you know, he's only stayed for the money. If if we hadn't won the FA Cup and we didn't look like we were on the up, which I do think we are, mm. then I would question it. But I think we are headed in the right direction. Um, Arteta's doing great things. The team look good. They're playing well. So yeah, I I just I don't see the problem. The problem with it. Diddley, is this your way of saying you trust the process? I do trust the process. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. 
Me too. I think what's ironic, uh, I forget the name of it, and uh, somebody posted it on Twitter earlier. They, they sort of said, oh, it's ironic, all of these uh, Tottenham fans saying that he's got no ambition and he's just staying at the club for the money. And I did respond to one of them and said, you might want to speak to Harry Kane, you know, golden boot winner a couple of times, but he's not actually won anything. Yeah. Is, it, is it showing ambition by staying there at 27 years old? So, um, no, it's good, look. Whenever you piss off rival fans, you know you're doing something right, don't you? Yeah. So, happy days. What does this do for Arteta's credibility as a manager? Uh, interesting that you used the word manager there. Oh, yes. Because... <laughs> Seamless link on to something we were going to talk about, I think. Prior to that, he was first team coach. He and was. now he's been promoted or had a job change, title change. To first team manager yeah. or man- uh, manager? I think he's just first team manager. Yeah. yeah. So he's gone from first team head coach to first team manager. Yeah. Well, yeah, that just shows his worth to the club, really, doesn't it? Mm. His, the authority he has, the knowledge he's got, um, the respect from everyone in and around the club, including, and I hate to say it, the Cronkies, yeah. I think, recognise that he's the real deal. And yeah. And they've they have shown to be fair that they were willing to put faith in a young coach because they did that with the Rams. Yeah, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. He was one, you know, come well, out yeah, of nowhere yeah. really. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, something like that. I think he's yeah, yeah, maybe younger than that. And he took them to the Super Bowl, didn't yeah. he? So yeah, look, he's he's young. He's to have that pull and that charisma and respect that he's got at the minute at this big club is amazing really because mm. I can't imagine Eddie Howe walking into the club and no. doing what, Having he, that what he's sauce, done yeah yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 it did get me thinking earlier actually that he wasn't actually at Arsenal for that long was he not do you think about the really. length of I think of he a, had one contract maybe yeah like a four year deal yeah and, that was... and um, he, he joined us he was 30 31 wasn't he and it, it got me thinking earlier of all the clubs he's played for so off the top of my head Barcelona he came for the Masia mm-hmm. um, Academy uh, he played for PSG did he I don't know about so. Rangers Rangers definitely uh, Everton, where he spent probably the bulk of his career, yeah. and Arsenal. And then he was assistant coach at, at Manchester City. What is it about that short space of time that made him have such an affection with Arsenal? Because the way he speaks about the club, it's like he's played for them for 15 years. He was a one-man club yeah. man. But I think we spoke about this last week. And sort of you don't realise how big a club Arsenal is until you leave. Yeah, that's true. Um, what with Alexis, his admission, mm. and other players in the past, and most of them, except for Ashley Cole, the twat. Um, everyone, Ashley, use his right name, yeah, Ashley Cole. <laughs> everyone kind of speaks quite highly about Arsenal, don't they, yeah. since they leave. Yeah, yeah Since absolutely. they've left, yeah. What... what I think I know in my head, but what do you understand the difference between a head coach and a first team manager to be? Because since we've had the change in structure at Arsenal, um, with Don Raul leaving, yeah, um, and Vinay being at the top, he's very much said, I'm a businessman, I'll look after the business side of things, but 
the footballing side of things. Yeah, it does be... show a lack of football knowledge within the club. Mm. Um, what to put all of your eggs in a young man's basket, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, he's not just training and doing the tactics now, is he? Putting the cones out. He's he's structuring the club, and it'll be throughout how we play. He want the youth team to play the same way and how we treat staff and people like that. Yeah. I just I just think yeah, he's he's kind of got a bigger role but hopefully he can handle it what he's taking on now. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, well they I think Vin and I spoke about the fact he's been doing the role without officially being appointed into that role for so long anyway. It kind of yeah, makes sense. To... He was he's quite happy to front up and be the face yeah. of the club and yeah. talk when whenever he needs to, I think the Cronkies are quite happy about that as well. That they don't, it's less stick for them. Yeah. When things go wrong, it will be on Arteta. That's the only problem. Yeah. If it, if they do. But, yeah. Um, the other problem is now we've got an asset on our hands in Mikel Arteta. Yeah, I did. One want, of I the best young coaches in European football at the moment. It's unlikely in this day and age to happen. But could you see him having a long stint? I'm not saying a 22-year Arsene Wenger-style stint, but could you see him at Arsenal in 10 years' time? Or do you think his no. own ambition is bigger than Arsenal? Yeah, I would think so. Not that we're not big and stuff like that. I, I, I just feel maybe that he probably will want to move on to maybe a big Spanish club. Or yeah. I don't think necessarily anywhere in the Premier League. Not even City? No, no. Um, yeah, I can see him signing another contract at some point before this deal ends. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm not so sure. I, I wonder if it might depend on, A, how we back him in the transfer market. Yeah. Because if we're forever penny-pinching... That's going to take its toll, and if a big, attractive Spanish, Italian, whatever club comes in and says, we've got a load of oil money over here, just go and buy who you want, mm. that might play a part. And B, whether or that, sorry, whether that does or does not um, play a part, I guess the next part of it will be how successful the club are, because if we're not spending a lot of money but we're still being successful, we're still getting Champions League or we're still, still getting into the Champions League and, and staying there. Um, progressing, challenging for titles, winning cups. You know, again, he might buy into that vision of, well, you know what, I'm starting from from working with what I've got, the youth academy, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting mm. development, isn't it? To to see Champions League's key, isn't it? Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, so well, obviously, winning the Prem. Yeah, or at least we have to be challenging for it. Or... Yeah, because the, the strange thing is, um, you know, we came second not that long ago, but that was such a crap season. That was when we came second to Leicester, I think, yeah. wasn't it? And Spurs lost, uh, Spurs came third in a two horse race. <laughs> yeah. Because it was very much them and, and Leicester for a long time. Thank the God above for uh, not letting that happen. Um, even when we came and second. And below, wherever you And below, yeah, hey, look. Well, not at all. Whatever your preference is, it's fine. It's fine. Um, the footballing gods, everyone believes in those. Um, even when we came second, that felt like we limped into second as opposed to, oh, we were so close, we nearly won at second. Um, 
Yeah, there was that game against Leicester mm. at home where Danny Welbeck, I think, came on, yeah. headed the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought from there, we this might is it. kick yeah. on and actually, yeah, they bowled it, didn't they? Yeah, I think, was that Giroud? Was that his infamous season where Ozil was on No, part, I don't know. He, he, well, you know, let's not get into that. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to this season and the first game of the... The new season. Indeed. Let's do that. So, the lineups weren't quite what we both predicted. No, they? not even a little bit, actually, I don't think. Um, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you chose... I got one, four players wrong. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. I think the, yeah. the, the main one that we were very much willy wonty who's going to, it was the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper situation, yeah. which is... We'll come on to transfers in a bit, but it sounds like it's been cleared up for the very near future, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, thoughts on lineup quickly? So, obviously, Leno coming in, uh, Martinez is off to Villa, it yeah. seems. Uh, look, Leno is the number one. I picked Martinez to start because I couldn't see a reason for dropping him, but if we're selling him, then fair enough. Leno's got, what, 430 appearances under his belt. He's a solid keeper, quality keeper. Martinez has done well, but he's barely got 38 appearances for for us, I think, and maybe around 100 total appearances in club football, and most of them are in the championship. So the rumour is, quickly, on Martinez, 16 million up to 20, yeah, something like that. And the way I look at it is, amazing servant to the club. Yeah. Won the FA Cup. Came in when Leno was injured. But if none of that had happened... Yeah, we wouldn't have got... And if somebody was offering us 16 to 20 million for him... We'd be... That'd be over... We'd be over the million. Yeah, we'd drive I don't think to... we would have got 5 million for him... No, before, no, ...before all that. Exactly. So, he's added 10 million plus just for that 11, 12 game run that he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Okay, we'll talk transfers shortly, but yeah, sad, sad sim go, but it is what it is, and that's football, and you, you can't have two number ones, can you? So, Leno started. Bellerin, yeah, standard. Holding, Louise was out, so Gabriel came in for his debut. Yeah. Um, which I think probably caught him a bit by surprise. Yeah. He's not played much, but uh, he didn't look out of place at all, did he? He looked brilliant. Apparently, 107 passes that game, which was the most of any player on the pitch. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's disrespectful to say it's only Fulham, but it's not a top four, top six team. But, you know, if someone was to say to you that Gabriel would have um, a game, he's not played football for six months, apparently. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Uh, scored on his debut and was pretty solid other than that very shaky start where there was a back pass to... Leno. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a very different debut, couldn't it, if yeah. that had uh, gone wrong. But he uh, recovered from that, showed good spirit and mm. uh, composure. What you can I... see why Arteta brought him in. Yeah, just going to say that. Just going to say that. Um, just from you know his passing ability and it's so he's tall. Tall, yeah, he's he's taller. Well, he's not. He's not. He's he's a normal size for a defender. Yeah. We just have very short defenders. Yeah, just very short centre backs, yeah. haven't we? So. He just looks big, you yeah. know, and imposing, and that's yeah. exactly what you want your defense to be like. Mm. Not, you know, 
They always, uh, John Terry used to say, oh God, I used to have sleepless nights thinking about having to play against Thierry Henry. He was the only player that used to make me feel... That's what you want strikers to feel about your defenders. Oh God, I'm up against X, Y, Z. So I feel like he's definitely... It's only one game, so I say definitely with a pinch of salt, but he definitely has that build and presence of shit. He's big, he's yeah. strong, he can tackle. I noticed that as well. Very clean tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is. Yeah, um, clean in the tackle. Yeah, yeah, looking good. Really impressed. Really impressed. Uh, who who else was in the starting lineup? So Holden had a good game at centre back. Yeah, which again would have been a bit last minute for him because he was probably thinking off to Newcastle. Going to see a bit of fog on the tyne. Yeah. And then Arteta said... He's not going anywhere. No, you'll stay. My worst Arteta impression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, out of the centre-backs that we could potentially sell and get some money for, he he looks like the best one. West Ham have just come in. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, five million Willing loan. to pay five million just a loan fee. No wonder they've got no money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, crazy club. Um, thoughts on that? At some point, I, we are going to have a load of centre-backs back. It's just typical Arsenal that we've got eight on the books and five were out injured at the weekend at the start of the season. I think if we're going to play three at the back and William Saliba is going to be eased in gently, mm-hmm. we probably need to keep hold of holding. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. If he's going to play, there's no reason to let him go to, to West Ham. The only reason he was going to West Ham was to give him game time. And like you said, if you're playing three at the back, you're going to want at least five defenders. Decent defenders at that. Yeah. So, uh, and again, but he looks very good. He looked better than his receding hairline did. Um, <laughs> you know, poor no, guy. No comment. Yeah, go, going at a rate of knots. <laughs> It happens to the best of us, mate. Apparently so. I'll, I'll hopefully never have to worry about that. Uh, moving back to football. Tierney. Yeah. Um, getting solid. Brilliant as ever. Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer him at left wing back, but he does a job there. Yeah, he? he does. I don't think that's going to be his... I don't think that's going to be his uh, natural position when everyone's back fit. You know, I can imagine that he'll be left wing back as opposed to centre back. When we've got David Luiz and Ray Mustafi, who, who makes that starting lineup if we're playing three? Yeah, and don't forget Pablo Mari. And Pablo Mari as well, yes, you're right. You're right. Um, where did we get to? Bellerin, Tierney. Then we had <laughs> Mohamed El Nani. Mohamed El Nani. Um, who was a big shock to me and probably most people in the Arsenal family. Yeah, I was pretty confident Sabayas would, would start, but maybe he obviously. Uh... To partner Xhaka. Wasn't fit enough. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. He looked up for a scrap though. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Explain did that, that one. I did. So yeah, he had a bit of a push and shove with uh, Eddie and Katie during the warm-up. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I'm not sure he started it. I think Ceballos went in doing on... a little bit of a rondo. And yeah. They've uh, gone in a bit. I think the ball's gone to, Ar- to Arteta. The ball's gone to Ceballos and, uh, and Katia's... And no, the other way around, sorry, Ball's gone to Nketi and Sabayas has gone to win right. it and he's yeah. taking him a little bit. He's not taking him out clean or anything, he's just caught him. And then it was a bit of argy-bargy, wasn't it? That happens every week. Yeah. That's nothing to, yeah. to, look, to look, worry about or look into. BT Sport clutching at straws there, I think. Yeah, something to absolutely. To something to talk about to fill the yeah. time, exactly. I, I think if you don't have a bit of fire in your team, 
they don't give a shit. They're too friendly. They don't care, you know? Yeah. Because if it was your mates, you'd be like, all right, sorry. Oh, I've kicked off with like my best mates during training and practice yeah. games and stuff. Yeah. If, if I didn't like the tackle they put in, in training and warming up. You yeah. Know. You tell them. You tell them. So that was quite tasty. As I say, Xhaka, I thought Xhaka was brilliant. Again, yeah. I thought it was really good. To be fair, Fulham gave him as much time as he wanted on the Yeah, ball. which is usually a lot because he's not the quickest on the ball. However, what I have noticed is he's quicker in that transition of the ball coming to him and him finding the pass straight away. Yeah. He doesn't dilly-dally on the ball as much as he used to. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased with him. Oh, sorry, I'm just going back to Arnani. How did you think he played? Oh, yeah. Uh, again, I've, I've said this before. I don't see any harm in us keeping him around. He's probably on the low wage, so he's not costing the club much. And we're going to have a lot of games with Europa League. Yeah. Um, I just think that we could do with an extra body in, in midfield. Yeah. And he does offer a... He, keep, he keeps it simple. He's a 6.5 out of 10 every week. At least, it? yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, well go I it, Not to go in too much into transfers, but it looks like Torreira's off. Yes, yeah. And we don't know what's going on with Guendouzi still. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think there's a massive thing that we've had it on Twitter actually on our own um, Twitter account this week. There's a massive snobbery with football and people um, putting the value of a player's transfer and what that means about their footballing ability. Yeah, 100%. And if I'm not mistaken, it was bought from Basel for £5 million. Yeah. So people probably thought £5 million, Egyptian, with the greatest of respect. Um, He's not going to be that good. I don't know what you mean. He's the greatest Egyptian to play in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. He's he's you know basically an Egyptian Pirlo. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Stroke, Iniesta. You know he's he's got that level of ability. <laughs> Obviously, you can hear in our voice for taking the piss, but you know just because it costs five million, what I'm trying to say is if he cost forty million and he came from Basel and he was Egyptian, oh yeah, would everyone be going decent? He plays it simple. Lovely. Yeah. 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 Nice, nice, nice. There was one. All I can remember is there's one. Uh, incident where he had the ball and he lost possession and Fulham got it and I thought mm. but other than that he was really tidy he won a lot of tackles and as you say played it simple win the ball and pass it to the man that can do something with it because you're not that guy I thought he did well I thought he did well yeah I just I know we need to raise funds for transfers to bring better players in but what's he going to bring in yeah like a pair of boots for Thomas Party. <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna? Yeah, you'll probably get back what we paid for him. Yeah, probably less than that. Yeah, because we just crap at selling and you know crap at buying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I thought he did well. And I mean, there's a, there's an argument that he's in the way of a, a youngster coming through, but I, I I'm not sure who we've got off the top of my head that could do what he does at the Fill moment. Fill that role, yeah. Um, the closest thing we've got, I think, is probably Miguel Aziz. Yeah. But he's way too young. Yeah, and, and looks very lightweight. <clears throat> Emil Smith-Rowe should be playing further forward, yeah. so that's not his position If, if people before people start shouting. Yeah, and same with Joe Willock. I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. No. He, is, he is also a bit of an attacking midfielder, I guess, but I'm not convinced he does it particularly well there either. But, hey, we'll see. Uh, who else was in the starting lineup? So, Ober on the left... Which we all predicted. Yeah. I went for Nketiah down the middle, but Laka started. He did. And scored after eight minutes, so it shows what I know. Yeah. And uh, me, because I said Orba through the middle. All right, there you go. 
And then William on the right. Yeah. Who had a pretty good debut, I think. He had a very good debut. Unlucky, I thought, not to get man of the match. Yeah. Yeah, because it officially Gabriel went to Gabriel. Got it, it, but... Yeah. Two assists. Two assists involved in the first. What uh, can you say? Yeah, good free Seamless. I think he brings, and Arteta said it this week, I think he brings a certain level of... Um, a certain level of know-how, if you like. He has won well, pretty much everything in, in domestic English football, hasn't he? He's won the yeah. league. He's won FA Cups. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's won the lot. And I think, uh, you know, that we need somebody like that. People say, no, 32 years old, blah, blah, blah. I think you actually come to realise in games like that how effective he is, you know, and what he, what he does on the pitch. I mean, what the hell do I know? That third goal where he passed it, you know, diagonally to Aubameyang, um, I was saying, what are you doing? Don't pass it there. Go, there's a man next to you. Pass it. Oh, oh, that's, oh that's a great goal. But okay, yeah. fair that, That's the difference between, you know, him bringing that experience, that quick decision-making. Yeah. He, he knows what yeah. ball to make yeah. at the right time. Um, he could have played that six yards and maybe Saka would have or, or not. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. Reese Nelson yeah. would have. Um, if you look at the goal, did you see uh, Tierney was involved and who else was involved? Was it Maitland-Niles? I can't remember. Where they basically crossed over in the box to create the space for Aubameyang to come in and take the shot. Yeah. And we scored a, a goal very similar to that. Was it against Liverpool? Yeah, in the charity shield. Yeah. And uh, it was it was the same two players involved doing the same two things. They, you know, yeah. drag their... I've noticed the... Pattern of play that we're doing from the back, the back looks, you know, like they they've got it. They've, yeah, it's sort of drum getting drummed into yeah. them. And they're doing the same. I mean, hopefully we don't get found out, but but yeah, that, it's looking good. It's, good. Uh, and eight remains a novel. The only other one that we yeah didn't yeah mention, um, again, he was pretty solid. I don't know if what if he's staying or going yet, but yeah, to be confirmed. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that was good all round. I'm, yeah. I'm pleased. Yeah, with that, that was good. Not much we've else to got say, really. um, um, the only thing. Well, we've got question, but we'll do that later about Pepe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you can say, we've got the West Ham game to look forward to at the weekend, eight o'clock Saturday. Yeah. Um, how did West Ham get on? I can't even remember. Can you? Uh, they lost to Newcastle. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Two two nil was it? Yeah. Um, Callum Wilson scored and uh, is it Ryan Fraser? Who cares? Go on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? This is an Arsenal podcast, not a Newcastle or, or West Ham one. But West Ham are... Have you seen the run they've got? Who? West Ham. No. So I think they've got us. Then they've got uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. Jesus. Tottenham. Yeah. Like they're they're, they're going to be in real trouble. Yeah. I mean, ours aren't... That much better, I don't think, are they? Uh, we've got West Ham, then we've got Liverpool, Sheffield United and City. <laughs> right. Um, but hey, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. If, uh, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best, don't you? Arteta's beaten all three of those that's true. already, so that's true. I'm not worried. Um, thoughts on West Ham? They're obviously a bit of a shambles, really. They haven't made any significant signings this season. But a London derby is a London derby, and it, it changes everything usually, doesn't it? Because form goes out the window, and it's just whoever's up for it. So, how are you feeling about that? Confident? Yeah, fairly confident. I think it'd be quite similar to the Fulham 
game, to yeah. be honest. Uh, yeah. They'll probably try to press. We'll them on the counter. Yeah, I don't think they've got the players to do it, really. Um, that Antonio, he puts a shift in. Callum Wilson's... Oh, no, he's, no, gone, he's to gone to Newcastle. Castle, yeah, yeah. See, see, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> um, they should have signed him, West Ham. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried. Cool. We'll do some score yeah. predictions. Or? Score predictions, 2-0. Another clean sheet. I can't yeah. see them scoring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go three 0 I'm going to go. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to yeah. be confident and positive. We've got more players back. We're going to two 0 is not negative, mate. No, it's not. It's not. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I think it's because in my head I was thinking two I, I one, mean, three two, one, uh, two 0 win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> Good. Okay, mate. Over to you. Um, well, what do you want to talk about now then? Uh, we got some questions or. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Let's go through our questions because our listeners are everything to us. So, yeah, and, they are. Um, do you want to read them out? Shall I read them out? Yeah, I can. Yeah, you read them out. I'll read them out. Why not? Uh, but where can they find us? Uh, well, you can find us on Twitter. That's the best place to find us, yeah, I think. Twitter. Which is at Blast Arsenal Pod. We're also on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, just search for Blast on the Arsenal. And We've got what, over 500 subscribers on there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get involved. Uh, we're trying to do as much content as possible for that. Um, some funny, stupid videos and some knowledgeable stuff. I don't know. And, our, rep- and our episodes are on there as well. So yeah, if you prefer yeah. to consume your podcasting media through YouTube, um, then get on there and, and you know have a listen. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, which is the same at Blast Arsenal Pod. So on to our questions. So we've got a few to rattle through here. Um, first one's from AFC AJT, who, funnily enough, on Twitter his handle is at AFC AJT. Nice yeah. and simple. I like that. Yeah, I like it. He's put after our next game against West Ham, we have a run of games where we play five out of the top ten from last season, twenty uh, eighth September to the twenty sixth, or which is Boxing Day. Um, thoughts on how we'll do? Yeah, like I just said, um, I'm pretty confident, you know. Arteta's shown that we are capable of beating the, the sort of harder teams. Mm. Um, you know, we set up a little bit differently, play on the break, but the players believe in what he's doing, so th- there's there's no reason to worry, I don't think. Everything's positive at the minute. But that is the key, isn't it? That football is club, you know. Yeah. Having buy-in from your players, mm. I guess Arteta in particular had to prove himself. Of follow my path, listen to what I say, do what I say, the results will come. He had to prove himself because he was, uh, as he was unfortunately put down, but he was kind of Michel Ar- um, Pep Guardiola's code man for for want of a, a better phrase. He was the assistant manager, and so he had to, like I say, prove prove his worth to these players that are on three hundred thousand pound a week or whatever, and it's. It's paid dividends. So I'm like you. I've, I'm really going into this season with a bit more optimism and a bit more um, confidence in the fact that, as you've said, we've already beaten all of those teams that I mentioned previously, the Liverpools and Man United, etc., etc. So, um, Plus you, Spurs look shite again. So. Yes, young, of course. How have we got this far? 39 minutes into the podcast without going, ha-ha, you lost to Everton uh, on your opening? There's just so much Arsenal good things to talk there about. Is, so. There is, there is. Uh, right, should we move on to another question? Yep. Do you want me to do it? I've got it. I've got it right. Yeah, now. I haven't written down okay, the question. That's Sorry. Fine. That's fine. Uh, this one's from uh, Sonny, who's on Twitter at Guna Sonny. He asks As I see, we have a lot of 
options in both defence and attack. I would like to know what players you think will be the staple in the starting eleven. e.g. he'll be the main two centre-backs, and will Pepe get enough playing time as William is an absolute class act? Thanks. Uh, so we'll start with the first part of that question, shall we? Centre-backs. Who will be... Well, he's asked... Um, I would like to know who will be sort of the, the starting players, basically. Who do we think is going to be the the first name on the manager's list when it comes to the whole eleven? Um, so let's go through the team. We already know that Ben Leno is definitely going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the two centre-backs, who do you think will be the... Might only be one, but who do we think is going to be the nailed on? You're my first centre-back, and then I'll pair you with someone. Uh, well, it's looking like Gabriel, isn't it, at the minute? Yeah, as the number um, one. I wonder... I know he's the new boy. He's nice. He's, you know when you get that shiny new thing? Yeah. <laughs> Just want to play with it. Yeah. yeah. But he does look good. Um, we haven't paid all that money for him to sit on the bench. Yeah. I I wonder if it might be still David Luiz as his main centre-back. I do, I do think Luiz and hit, yeah, those two the, will yeah. be the first two. And then if we play three, it will be, you know, you pick out of... Mari, Pablo Mari. Saliba, Holding. Yeah, I don't think Saliba's going to play as much as people think. expect. No. Yeah. And you've got to think about the balance of the team as well. Gabriel yeah. Magalash being a left footer, as is Pablo Mari. Hmm. So you could argue that it's going to be predominantly those two vying for that left centre back position. I think Gabriel showed he, he played in the middle, didn't he? So hmm. he showed that he can play there. Yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant okay and uh, midfield we've got a midfield two I can't see it I can't really see it being anything other than a Xhaka Ceballos pivot yeah I can't at the moment when, if we're playing three at the back yeah, yeah. Uh, I think some games uh, we will be able to go four at the back three in the midfield with you know one of them more attacking midfield yeah, yeah so that'll probably be Willian Maybe Meza or who knows. Uh, I think Willian, and then that's when you'll see Pepe uh, start from the right. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the second part of the question was: Will Pepe get enough playing time as Willian is an absolute well, class act? This is it, you know. I think what's good is Pepe came in last season, and actually, I think he did really well considering it was his first season in the Prem. Timo Werner only said last night for Chelsea oh my God, I've never played against three massive centre-backs like that before. Oh, really? People underestimate, I think, how tough it is to come from a mm. softer league or a league where you get more playing time, more space, to the Prem. So I think he did brilliant to, to come and, and do as well as he did. Um, pressure with the price tags, probably. Yeah, quite possibly. factor, and this probably takes a little bit of that away from him. Mm. Uh, he's got William to... You know, when he's not playing well, he doesn't have to keep playing, does he? Yeah, yeah. And 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 this was the other thing I was thinking: will it create a better Pepe because he'll be fighting for his position with William? Whereas last season he was pretty much the nailed-on start for that uh, right wing position, wasn't he? Mm. Well, this is where you show whether you've got what it takes. Or yeah, not. yeah. Um, do you learn from William and improve and fight to get your place back, mm. or? Do you go, fuck this, I'm off to France? Yeah, yeah. It's easier. Because Arsenal have sold me for 20 million because that's what they do yeah. when they buy players for 72. Yeah. 
I think um, it poses a really interesting question because you, you look at our forward options, assuming that we're going to play one through the middle, which was it predominantly going to be, I guess, Alakazeta and Nketiah, if we're going to go with that typical centre-forward type striker. It poses an interesting question of our wingers in as much as we've got William, Pepe, Saka, Martinelli, Aubameyang, uh, any others, Reese Nelson. You know, it's like, geez, how are we going to fit all these guys into a, a starting eleven? Which is a great, great problem to have when you're playing Europa League on a Thursday, Prem on the yeah. Sunday, you've got FA Cup, League Cup. You know, I think that's covered all of them, isn't it? Arteta uh, spoke about balance, didn't he? At yeah. the start of the transfer window, I think, uh, trying to get that right. And I think that's what we're slowly seeing, um, that we can mix it up every sort of game. We can have that experience with the youth and there's not too much pressure on mm-hmm. the younger players, mm-hmm. um, especially you know going away to you know these tough European games. Yeah. Because they are, even though they're mini mouse sort of, Clubs, some of them, like yeah. um, Bimbag FC and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Farmers dot com. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but they are they're not like they can be quite hostile, and who knows if they've got fans. Yeah, that's going to be a massive advantage. Point. Yeah, no doubt. You go to some of these, uh, we say, weird and wonderful parts of the world. If they haven't got fans, then uh, it makes a difference. But I guess yeah, you're you're right in terms of the balance of the squad and having the numbers. It's not just having numbers, it's having the quality in numbers. That's always been the difference, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, a tough one, really, but we'll we'll see. Uh, so, thanks for your question, Sonny. Next one is Visay Viniak, I hope I've said that right, who's at Gunnar Viniak on Twitter. And he asks, what do you make of the positive changes in Hector Bellerin's game in the last three months? Also, I see Hector Bellerin and Ainsley Maitland-Niles featuring heavily for Arsenal moving forward due to their need of the skill set. Um, so, last three months, Hector Bellerin, thoughts? Um, sorry, I've gone all dream. He's my dream boat. <laughs> Caught me off guard. I, just, I don't know what to say. I did, yeah, I, I did I've put a... Uh, over all a quiver. I did put a meme together this week, I don't know if you saw it, which... Uh, had a, picture of, had a picture of him and had a picture of um, yeah, Deli Alley. Deli Alley looking like a yob. And uh, Hector Bellerin looking like a supermodel. Yeah, look, Hector's... Wearing the same uh, sort of stuff. Hector's had some stick and I think a little bit un- unjust. When you go through that sort of injury that he's had, recovery takes a long time. It can take almost a whole another season to get back to where you where were. You were. Yeah. And I think he's looking like he is getting getting that way. He's lost a yard of pace, but he's still pretty quick and he's a good passer of the ball still. He's technically very good. You know, that sort of Barcelona thing just obviously doesn't leave him. Yeah, that DNA. Um, yeah, the if, DNA. If you remember correctly, uh, Theo Walcott was a big fan of injuries. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he's a great, yeah. Yeah, he loves them. Subscriber. Yeah, could not get out of that... Um, Dressing uh, out of that injury uh, injury table, but he always used to say because it was his shoulder in particular. He had a bad shoulder; always popped out, if you remember. And he always used to say, "Oh, that first game back, you know, you're always really nervous about the first contact. You just yeah. want that first contact out of the way so you know that you're okay." And I wonder with something like uh, Hector Bellerin's injury, was it a cruciate that he had? I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, 
whether mentally he's still feeling some of that or he was feeling some of that in terms yeah, of I'm scared was. for people to come in on me and, and me to go in on a challenge in case I hurt myself and I'm out again. So I think he probably was and probably a bit nervous about going 100 miles an hour, you know, giving yeah. it 100%. But he's, I think he's a perfect Arteta-type player that for that position. I, I can't see anyone else, really, that, that we'd want to bring in or... I think he's really kicked on and I, I just like everything about Hector and the way he thinks about things other than football or, you know, different ways to approach the game with, you know, obviously he's recently uh, become the largest shareholder in the League Two side, Forest Green Rovers. Yeah, yeah. And it's not for... Personal gain. Yeah, to try yeah. and achieve something with them. It's... They're, they're um, the world. Did you know they're the world's most environmentally friendly yeah. team? Yeah, I, I actually did know that, and I, I think I might have seen an interview with their managing director, because um, they they've sort of started from nothing and have come up, haven't they? They were a, a, a non-league side and you yeah. know got into League Two. I think were they in League One last season? I think they got relegated, but I was aware of that, and it didn't surprise me when I saw Hector Bellerin yeah. doing that. I think, I, I think the thing with Hector Bellerin is. He's a modern day footballer, and as much as he's got interests outside of football, and as long as it doesn't affect his football, which I don't think it does, you know, yeah. all the power to him, you know, and he's doing something positive. Let's be honest, you know, a bit of veganism, save the save the planet, save the planet, planet. yeah, sixty thousand trees in the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's a role model for young players, young fans, and he should be for other footballers, his peers, because. They should be embarrassed. The amount yeah. of money that they earn, do something, yeah. do something positive. Like you know, fair play to Marcus Rashford for stepping yeah. up and getting involved in that free free meals free for, meals for underprivileged kids. kids. Yeah, they, they, they've got so much power and money and and sort of social standing that they that they need to step up. Yeah, yeah, and and show that they're more than just a, a footballer. But you know, most of them don't want to. Yeah. Um, so credit to Hector. Yeah, is what I think. About Respect. Respect. But yeah, on the pitch as well. I think yeah, it's it's all good. And PSG, if they really want him, they've got to pay a lot more money. Yeah, absolutely. I I tell you what I like about Hector as well. At the beginning of this podcast episode, we spoke about um, Aubameyang signing his contract and how he's really understood and bought into the Arsenal history and culture and tradition and values of of what it stands for, and. Hector Bellerin is definitely that guy. He's got this Spanish London accent, hasn't he? Which has been acquired over the years of being at Arsenal because he came from Barca Youth into our academy. And actually, somebody posted the or reposted the um, the launch video for Arsenal's Adidas home kit last season. So when it first dropped, right. we moved from Puma to Adidas. And uh, it's got uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette in the cafe having a chat. And then it goes to Ozil, who's had his hair cut, and yeah, yeah. Kolasinac. And they've all got, like, dubbed London accents. And then it comes to Hector, and he says something like, well, yeah, this is Arsenal, this is home, or something like that. And it's like, they've not dubbed your accent because you get it, and you kind of, you, you know, you very much one of yeah, the Arsenal locals. He's an Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal through and through. Um, anyway, we're going off topic there. Uh, there was a second part to that question, which was I also see Hector Bellerin and Ainsley Maitland Niles featuring heavily for Arsenal moving forwards due to their the need of their skill sets. Yeah, I do because there's again so many games. Um, 
Cedric Suarez has got his work cut out for him. Yeah, yeah. If if uh, Ainsley stays. Yeah, and this is what I mean. This is what I love creating competition. Yeah. To push each other. Yeah. I think we've signed so many players that have been happy to play second fiddle and pick up the money. Yeah. Arteta's done a great job there. So. And I think Cedric's probably a decent player. You know? Yeah. Again, comes to that snobbery. Free, play for Southampton. Mm. Yeah, he's also won the Euros with Portugal, so how shit is he? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? um, another question that came in from Rido Gosh, who's at Rid2Ho <laughs> on Twitter. I hope I've got all that right. Anyway, he says, uh, congrats Arsenal on a wonderful win. In the event of... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I heard the guys listen to our podcast just an hour before to get riled up and ready. Uh, in the event of getting only one of party and our, who do you think we need more if we focus on playing front foot football with preferably four at the back? I know what I think. Who do you think? I think... I think I keep changing my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think no, I think we probably need party more than yeah, our. So I'm a hundred percent in the party camp. I uh, like to party, so yeah, exactly. Look, at the end of the day, we just said that we think starting lineups in the starting players in the middle are going to be Xhaka and Ceballos. Looking long term, Ceballos isn't our player, so we're going to need someone in that middle. And granted, I've not seen loads of party, but the videos and clips I've seen of him, he's a beast. He, um, I think he gives us more of what we need right now. Uh, he's a player that, like, type that we don't have. Uh, he's more of an all-rounder. Yeah. Breaks through the lines effectively, I think, when, you know, a pass isn't on. He's able to find that burst of power and pace, uh, drops his shoulder, goes past the man mm-hmm. quite easily, brushes people off. Uh just gives us another dimension. Yeah. You know, he's got good defensive qualities as well. Uh, he can act as a bit of a screen. I think you have to, if you play for Atletico, you have to do a bit more than... Defending. Than just, you know, yeah. your average um, midfielder. Yeah. Good, good recovery, strong, again, clean in the tackle, I think, which mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, s- strong, solid player. I hate to say it. Yeah. And I don't want to jinx it yeah but for me he looks like the closest player to go on say it the Patrick Vieira yeah yeah Uh, someone that we've just not replaced yeah and he's not a buy for the future player he's 27 he's He's a here and now let's go on with he's been playing Champions League and League of Football I think we'll get him as well yeah do you think we'll get both because a moment ago we spoke about all the wingers that we've got the two strikers we've got and then we kind of had that little um, who's going to play as a uh, attacking midfielder and it would be Willian it would be uh, Emil Smith-Rowe it could still be Mesut Ozil but it's not massive depth and I don't think that's necessarily Willian's preferred position so while he could do a job there that's not his number one position is it he's more of a winger I think so it, you know, is there still a need to get an attacking midfielder there and therefore our? I think it's that's going to come. I think. Put it this way if we can get both, will we? Yeah, but it's going to come down to who we can shift to get yeah. both. Yeah. I think we can probably go out and do the party deal. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being honest. 
they're not budging on that release clause, are they? No, so, you know, from what I've read and heard that this is agreed with the player, he wants to come, mm. um, he's rejected another offer of a contract, so all we have to do is pay the release clause. <laughs> Just pay the money, yeah, yeah. But you're right, in the players that we're selling, that should allow us to do so, that. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, it's difficult to shift some of them because of the wages there. Yeah. Like Kalasinac is on quite a high wage. Yeah, he's like what, 100, on 120, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely need to, to get some more outs than ins, don't I mean, we? Torreira, Guendouzi, if, if all of those go, El Nini, yeah, we're definitely bringing more than Yeah, one, I would say. We'll come on to transfers in just a second <clears throat> because that does play into a lot of what, what we're just talking about there. Um, right, last, what we've got, last two, well, a question and a comment. Uh, so last uh, question is from Paul, who's at Schmitty00. I hope I've got that right, Paul. In the starting 11 from Saturday, who would you keep or sell if it was possible to get our target signings? So I guess what he's asking is, and I'm going to put this as a throw it out there, would you sell El Nenny if it meant we could get party? Well, obviously I would, but <laughs> it's not, it's not, we're not going to get 50 million for, for El Nenny. Well, we might do a two-year loan, three-year loan, and let them go for free. That seems to be our style. Um, or, or maybe it's not as straightforward as that in his question. Maybe he's thinking, who would you give up? So, again, let okay. me change this. Would you sell Bellerin? If it gave us the money to... No, well... I suppose it's one position we've got covering, isn't it? What, right back? Decent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just threw that name out there, but actually you're right. Yeah, yeah, the front players, I don't think I'd sell any of them. No, I don't think we could afford to get rid of a Lacazette. No, he's probably the most obvious one. Then we're short in that. Yeah, because like, it doesn't look like Obi, my Aubameyang's going to play there. Yeah, sorry, I started then. <laughs> <laughs> Getting excited at the thought of his uh, contract renewal again. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I reckon we could sell El Nenny and cover him. I reckon we could sell Bellerin and cover him. Uh, we could probably sell Holding and cover him, but. I'm still not, probably not, not sure enough. I'd want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and in terms of funds raised, it's probably not enough. You're right. Um. So yeah, t- it's a good question. It's quite a tough one that. Uh, and final comment of the day is from Flavors on Twitter. Who's his Twitter handle is Flavors E9. Not sure what that stands for. Um. So on the back of the Aubameyang podcast, Aubameyang podcast, Aubameyang contract renewal, he says, "Get the signers out." I'm on my way to work in my Arsenal top, but hey, let them try and send me home. And he's even put the little egg timer <laughs> underneath it. So, um, fair play. Fair play to you. Yeah, fair play to you. Um, Have you got the new kit? I haven't. I never buy the kits anymore. I tell you what, I used to buy the kits, A, when I was younger, and B, when I used to play like five-a-side or seven-a-side football, I'd wear it. But now I, I just don't ever buy them because they're just... I'm never going to wear them. Do you know what I mean? Should we start a GoFundMe for you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one? Uh, I haven't got the latest one, um, but I will probably get one of them. Yeah. I haven't decided which one. I yeah. quite like the blue one. Yeah, um, I quite like that. I quite, yeah, I'm a little I, bit of... I, when I first saw it, I thought pink. Like, it's nice, pink Peachy, I like, I pinky. I put yeah. off pink. 
hey, what are you doing your own terms <laughs> to you, bro? <laughs> um, I'm a traditionalist. I'd probably just stick to the red, the home kit. There was that girl on Twitter. Did you see her today? She's bought a home, away, and a third kit with Danny Ceballos on all three. Yeah. Um, They're good for a season, they're not. They? Oh, exactly. That's what everyone was riffing at, saying 200 quid, and it's going to be no good next year. But I guess every kit's going to be no good well, next who year. who knows? Maybe it'll stay. Uh, well, who knows? Exactly. We could be getting questions saying, do you think we should sign Danny Ceballos? This time well, if anyone can influence him, it's uh, Arsenal's Twitter it is. fan base. It is. So. Get onto it now. Well, actually, let's see how he does this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, he could have him there, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, right, mate. We're an hour in, but I think we can we can logically move to the next step, if you want. Yeah, okay. What is, what's that? Ka-ching! <laughs> or rather, the lack of in transfers. Transfers, yeah. Um, of course. <sighs> Mikel Arteta said this week, and I quote, Numbers-wise, some positions are overbooked. Some others are, in terms of the specific qualities we need, they're still not there. It's going to be very difficult to achieve what we want in one or two windows. It's basically saying, you know, I guess what, in centre-back we've got too many players and in yeah. midfield we haven't got enough. It's probably the, the gist of it. Um, who's been linked with moves in and out this week? You've mentioned... Well, have we covered Martinez to Villa? Yeah, that looks like it's pretty much a done deal. Done Probably going to get announced tomorrow. What I did see was an excellent stat on Martinez. If Emmy Martinez joins Aston Villa, which it looks like he will, he will keep up the tradition of Arsenal keepers winning the FA Cup and leaving the following season. Lucas Fabianski won it in 2014. He left. Um, Wojciech Chesney won it in 2015. He left. David Ospina won it in 2017. He left. And of course, Emmy Martinez <laughs> would have won it. And left. If only Manuel Munio won. <laughs> yeah, he could have left a, long, a lot earlier. Yeah. Amazing stat, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, well, it just shows that you can't have, not that any of them, the others were really that close to pushing for number one spot, but you can't have two number ones. No. Mar- my... Martinez, credit to him, he yeah. looks like a number one. Yeah, he just does. Just maybe not as big as bigger club as Arsenal yeah my only regret out of all of those is Chesney yeah good goalkeeper he's proved to now be a good goalkeeper he's Juve's number one just young dumb and bad attitude at the time I think mm. and believed his own hype definitely that guy yeah you know if he'd have kept a level head we wouldn't even be having this Leno Martinez debate I don't think would we possibly not uh, so yeah we have covered Martinez that's that um, who else have we got who else have we got in terms of well replacement, oh yeah, sorry, we caused quite a ruckus on this on Twitter, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so apparently we're after Dijon. I thought it was a mustard, but Dijon. Um, That's all I know about. Yeah, <laughs> hot uh, Dijon mustard goalkeeper uh, Runa Alex Runason apparently had a medical on Monday. If rumours are to be believed, one point five to two million pounds sort of transfer fee. Um, Obviously, he plays in France, Icelandic. I don't know shit about him. I don't know about you. That's very honest. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be a FIFA expert like everyone else is these days. I doubt he comes up on anyone's radar, even on there. So, yeah, I don't know anything about him. Look, we, we've done it in the past, brought um, keepers in like Alex Manninger, sort of 
when they've had to step up, they've done all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's cheap, so yeah, it's worth a punt. I think the- rather than spend the majority of the money we're getting in from the Martinez deal, yeah, uh, on say the other keeper we're linked with, David Rea. Yeah, Brentford, yeah. So that's like around 10 million. Mm-hmm. For someone to play number two just seems a little bit silly. Yeah. I think in previous seasons, we, I think we might mention this in a previous podcast episode, we have had a cup keeper and a league keeper, but apparently Arteta's come out and said he's not going to rotate the keepers. It's going to be the best keeper playing the majority of the games. Right. Which would therefore lead you to believe that if you're going to sign an understudy to Leno, they've got to be willing to be a number two. Yeah. Are you going to be able to spend 10, 15 million and get a... It's a waste of money. I think so. I mean, that's been the debate on Twitter for anyone that's missed it. At Blast Arsenal Pod. Go check it out. Um, You know, we, we put a tweet out there which basically said he's only costing, what, two million pounds. Um, I bet these same people were sort of saying the same thing last summer about Martinelli. Oh, he's only six million. He's a kid playing for him in Brazil. Rubbish. And, you know, he's turned out to be uh, a blinder. I'm not saying this guy's going to be the same, but um, it goes back to what we said before. It's not necessarily about the value of the player. It's about what they can do. So, obviously, you've got those that have agreed with what we said, Diddley, in terms of it's a waste of money, spending loads of money on an expensive goalkeeper to sit as a number two. And you've got others that are saying, this guy's shit, look at his statistics. You know, is uh, is is basically not done very well in terms of games played and, and goals conceded. But well, when you're playing for Dijon, yeah, who's he got in front of him? Yeah, like in defence. Uh, what league are they in? Are they in league? I think they're league. Are, yeah, yeah. So when they're up against Neymar, Mbappe, and Di Maria, yeah, all the best. Yeah, and Cesc, <laughs> we'll give him an honourable mention at Monaco. Um, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm firmly in the. If he's only going to cost two million. That will leave us with the best part of eighteen to spend on party. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the right thing to do. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll put a call into our tether. Okay. Yeah, and I Eddie. think he knows already, but just to clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I would like to publicly state as well. I do trust Arsenal's goalkeeping scout more than some of our Twitter followers. Yeah. Just a hunch, but <laughs> sorry, Jeff. But <laughs> just a hunch, but I'm going to go with what he thinks. Um, so that's that one. We've gone through that. Guendouzi obviously back in training. What does that mean? Well, it means he's back in training. Yeah, but do it, we think that... He's employed by the club. So yeah. He's got to train, really, hasn't he's, he? Can you see him going out or do you think he's likely to stay? Uh, honestly, I'd love to have an answer for it. Yeah, it's just, a tough one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know at the minute. So Whether he's apologised or is intending to I, I noticed he did post something on, on Instagram about the win yeah don't know if you saw that yeah yeah like come on the gunners or something yeah like that. come on boys so I don't know he he just needs he's a good player though. he is there is a good player though he he plays with his heart on his sleeve and he just needs a David Luiz or even his good friend or what he classes as his older brothers uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang to Say, look, sort your attitude out, and you'll get mm. back in, and you know, do as I do as I do, basically. So yeah, I, or I, you'll end up a like a Delta Rapt or someone. Like yeah, who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. In Emmanuel from Pong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll end up like that. Yeah, if you're not careful. And and unfortunately, it's not like we can say, you know what, 
let's just sell him and get loads of money because no one's given us loads of money for him. So I'd much rather he knuckled down and, and became a good player again. Um, and the other notable outgoing that might be happening, it looks like it's on the cards, is Lucas Torreira to, uh, well, now it looks like Torino, doesn't it? Yeah, it that's was, a strange one. Yeah, it was Fiorentina. Well, I think his ex-manager, um, whose name, forgets me, Gianpaolo, is it? Um, oh, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> I forget his name. Wasn't he um, at Sampdoria with him? Yeah. Uh, he's now at Torino. My yeah. understanding was that Torino could afford the fee, but not the wages, but somehow they seem to have worked something out. So they're talking, there's talks about a one-year loan deal obligation to buy or a two-year loan deal obligation yeah. to buy. 22 million split over two years. Yeah, there's a number of different things. So either way, it looks like he's on his way out, which is a shame because he was a real favourite of mine when he first joined. Yeah, I like him. Um but is he the player that's going to win us a Prem or a place in the top four? I'm not convinced. No. And again, it's more money for us to spend on players that we do actually want. Yeah. So they're probably the major... Yeah, there's uh, not much else really. In and out transfers at the moment. Yeah, like I say, I think now that Aubameyang's been sorted... I think there'll be a few loans out. Uh, but that'll be later in the window when everything else is sort of settled down. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Reese Nelson could be one of those. Yeah. Um, maybe Emmis Smith Rowe again. I don't know. He might. There's been a lot of talk of Joe Willock. Joe Willock. I think he needs a loan. Yeah. Some of those players, they're at the age where they've got to be playing, really. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I think that might be it, mate, until next week. Well, um, well, Spurs, who they got? They'll probably lose again. I'll tell you who they've got. Who gives a shit? That's yeah, who they've got. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess but, what? So, so we play on Saturday night, 8pm West Ham. Uh, and then we're going back to recording on Monday. Yeah, we should be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we can give a debrief and hopefully a celebratory debrief on that game. Yeah, it should be a regular Monday evening. Record. Thing, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I guess that wraps it up, really, for I another so. week. Uh, another so. good week to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Really positive. Let it continue, eh? Yep. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for following. Subscribe. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify as well. You can listen on YouTube because they go out on there as well, if you like. Um, Pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and just Pretty thanks for everywhere. your support. Um if you keep wanting to listen, we'll keep doing it. That's it. And if you don't, we'll probably still get together and do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for all your comments and your interaction. And we'll see. Well, we won't see anyone, but we'll talk to them. Next, next Monday. Week. Next week. Ciao. Ciao. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.